Welcome to another podcast by Victoria Point Baptist Church. We are glad you have joined us today. If you would like to connect with us as we aim to introduce people to Jesus by connecting with our local community and beyond, you can find out more at vpbc.com.au. Yes, uh, continue straight ahead doesn't seem good advice when the ocean's in front of you. And uh, we realise that something's gone wrong, something's not the way that it should be. And that changes things because one minute we're sort of trusting that software, we think it knows best, and then it becomes obvious to it or it seems like something's gone wrong. And so we're not as comfortable with those directions, we're not as, that trust relationship with that GPS has been broken. We're not sure about what's happening or what lies ahead. And that's something of the anxiety, I suppose, and the fear, uh, the confusion that the disciples had. Because Jesus had tried to explain to them that he was going to go to the cross. But they didn't really understand, they didn't want to understand. But then they actually witnessed his crucifixion. And they were faced with this reality, hey, this isn't right, something's gone wrong here. What's happening? This is not the way that it should be. And yet, this morning we are able to look back in time and we're able to understand that in fact God had everything sorted. At that time they were confused, at that time they were anxious, they were wondering what's the point of this, where does this all lead? It doesn't seem like it's heading in the right direction. But Jesus knew and God always had it sorted, it was always a part of the plan. And this morning we're going to ask the question or we're going to consider God's plan, we're going to realise that the cross wasn't a mistake, But God intentionally had a plan and a purpose that affects each of us. And you know, from that time on, from that time he took those motley crew, those disciples and others, but from that time on, God would invest his kingdom in mere mortals. God would invest his kingdom in those disciples. So when Jesus came, he broke into this present evil age. That was the beginning of God's kingdom when Jesus came. And he lived and he died and he rose again. And from that point, God in his wisdom and in his desire and as part of his plan, invested in you and he invested in me. We are the ones now that are to usher into God's kingdom in the midst of this present evil age. We are the ones who are bringing in God's kingdom. We are the ones who represent the nature of God. We are called to reestablish his kingdom. And so our lives are, in a sense, uh, symbolizing what Jesus prayed. Uh, May it happen on earth as it is in heaven. That sense where you and I are called to that purpose. And today we look at the empty tomb with this express purpose that we see how God's intention was to empower his people to represent him on earth. That he would empower us to be his ambassadors on earth. And for those that are visiting, this has been a theme that we've been talking about since the beginning of the year. This whole idea that we are to bring in God's kingdom. And it's been significant for me, and I hope it has for you as well, that I think this understanding of God's kingdom is far more important to God than we realise. But I've also understood that it's far more important to us. Because when we understand God's kingdom, when you understand why he left us on earth, When you understand that we are to usher in his kingdom, suddenly we know where we fit. We know what our purposes are. We know why we're here. Because God, in his plan and purpose, when he was resurrected to life, 
He passed on the baton to you and me. He's done it throughout history, over the generations. But today, you and I take up the baton to usher into God's kingdom in the midst of this present evil age. And so we find out where we fit. We find out that there's been this major transition in world history. Jesus brought in the kingdom. He lived, he died, he rose again. And from that time on, God was establishing how we could establish God's kingdom without the physical presence of Jesus. When Jesus came, he was born, he lived, he grew up, he taught, he led his disciples, he gave guidance and direction to them, he established his church while he was physically present. But today, the empty tomb is a reminder of God's plan of how he's going to achieve his purpose without the physical Jesus, without that presence that he has. And so we're going to look at a letter that Paul wrote to the church at Ephesus. And we've looked at that previously. A couple of weeks ago, we looked at it about how he guides and he leads us. But from Ephesians chapter 1, from verse 18, we see that we are called or introduced to this hope that we have. We're called to this inheritance as his dearly loved children. He says, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. In other words, that we'd see, that we'd understand, that he'd open the eyes of our heart, that we can grasp hold of the message, that you might know the hope, the hope that you have been called, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. Do you know from the moment that you and I came to faith, from the moment we put our faith in Jesus, we were called to usher into God's kingdom. We are part of the process by which what happens on heaven is to happen on earth. We are the ambassadors to God. We actually represent God's nature here on earth. And that was from the moment that we came to faith. And as we consider that, we then have this understanding that we're not just here to wait for heaven. We're just not here marking time, filling in space, breathing air, waiting for our inheritance in the future. Yes, there is a time coming where our inheritance will be revealed and it's full. And Jesus will break through the clouds and he'll return again. And those whose faith in him will be taken up to be with him. But we're just not waiting for that. We're just not hanging around. We're just not having a coffee and waiting to see what happens. We actually have a purpose. You have a purpose. And from Easter, we are reminded of this. God handed over his responsibilities to his disciples to usher into his kingdom Generation after generation, year after year, he's been handing it over to people. And today, you carry the responsibility and the privilege of ushering in God's kingdom. That's our purpose and that's our calling. It's a blessing of enabling. It's a blessing of empowering. Now, there's many things that I cannot do. I'm aware of that. I wouldn't want to be doing anything that has to do with anything medical, Okay, so I can't be a policeman or an ambulance or someone like that. I just couldn't be a nurse. I can remember when my own kids were at home sick. I mean, physically sick. I couldn't handle that. I'd just throw all their clothes out. I didn't want to touch it. Just throw the clothes out. I remember Kath went on holidays once. She went to Rockhampton. It was, I had the service the next day, so I took Joshua, who's about 10, into the church office. He was feeling a bit unwell and blue all over the place. And so I'm there with the dustpan and brush trying to get all the little chunks up out of the carpet. I realised then that I couldn't be a nurse or a doctor. What about those high-protein nappies that you have to change? You know, the ones that sort of can't handle that. So I've realised that I can't do blood, vomit or poo. 
I'm just not up to that. So there are some things that I know I'm just not capable of. Now, we'd all have our unique list. Some people can deal with those things, I can't. But we'd all have a list of the things we can and cannot do. We'd all feel comfortable doing some things, but feel uncomfortable doing others. But when it comes to us representing the nature of God, being God to people, when it comes to you and I being ambassadors for God, passing on his nature, that's something that I cannot do. That's something that you cannot do. And the understanding of that gets us to the point where we start to look at the empty tomb in a different way. Because I have been asked, you have been asked, our purpose is to represent God, to usher in his kingdom. But that's something I cannot do. It's impossible for me to do that. And so we look at it, at the empty tomb in a different way. And sometimes we, as Christians, sometimes as people of faith, we sometimes mess up and make complicated what's meant to be simple. And all God wants us to do is to represent him on earth, to bring heaven down to earth, to be like Jesus to people. That's all he wants. But that gets a bit hard and we make it complicated, so we get sidetracked and we have substitutes. And so sometimes we take the focus off this simple kingdom building, which you and I can do every day of the week with our neighbours and our friends and our workmates and people at uni. It's so simple. We just live out the life of Christ in front of people and we usher in the kingdom. We show his kindness and his goodness and his faithfulness. We show his forgiveness, his mercy. We show those things. It's very simple. But because it's so simple, we've made it complicated. And some people turn to being religious people. God hates religious people. We're not religious people. Religious is about human and man-made things. All we're interested in is doing the right things and keeping the traditions. God hates religion. Then there's the other thing that we do where we make everything sound right and we look good and we sound good, but underneath we lack confidence. Something's not working here. It's just not right. This Christian thing's not coming together. And then there's something else that we do. Sometimes we just give up. We say, this is so complicated, so confusing, so many rules, regulations, theologies, all this complicated. We, just, we thank God that Jesus died on the cross, but we just give up. We've lost sight of the simplicity of what God asks us to do. The empty tomb gives us an insight to how God is going to achieve his purpose through you and me without the presence of a physical Jesus. And so the disciples were confused. The disciples were concerned. They were anxious. And sometimes it's easy for us to be just as, how can I represent God? How can I do that? I just don't have it in me. I'm not capable of doing those things because I cannot do it in my own strength. Some people try to get enough will. You know, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to be like Jesus. I'm going to represent Jesus to people. I'm going to do that. So they're committed, they're focused, and, and they're just going to will it to happen. Uh, many years ago, I took up cycling. And one of the things that we did in the church we decided to do was we're going to ride around Tasmania. And so when I first started cycling, I was very unfit. I wasn't used to cycling, but I was worried about all the hills in Tasmania. So someone said, Paul, go out to Westmount Cotton Road. And there's a really good hill there. And ride your bike up that hill, and then that'll sort you out. And I thought, well, I'm going to do this, because I need to know in my head that I can do it. So I can tell you I was committed, I was focused, I was going to make that happen no matter what. <laughs> I got about halfway up and I felt like throwing up. I thought I was going to have a heart attack. Uh, I was in a bad way. I got off the bike and that's as far as I got, halfway up. <laughs> you see, 
There's some things that we just can't will into action. You cannot represent the nature of God. It's impossible. You cannot show Jesus to people. It's impossible in your own strength. You can will it. You can be religious. You can read the Bible. You can have know all the theology and say, I'm going to make this happen. But there'll be no life in it because it won't work. You'll be disappointed. You'll be dejected or you'll fake it. And you think, what's wrong? Nothing made sense to the disciples either until Easter Sunday. Nothing made any sense to the disciples when they, until they saw the empty tomb. Because it was only then that they were beginning to understand that God did have a plan. The cross wasn't a mistake. God had a plan and the empty tomb was a part of that plan. And he was going to empower his people to have his nature. And as we read on from Ephesians 1... I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you might know the hope to which he has called you. This is our purpose, not just heaven, but to represent him, to usher in the kingdom. And his incomparable great power for us. That power is like the working of his mighty strength. The same power which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand. Far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every title that can be given. Not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. This is God enthroning himself over every kingdom. This is God setting himself up as king over every dominion and every principality. This is not just raising Jesus from the dead. That was simple from God. He created us in the first place. He gives and he takes away. God can do what he likes. This wasn't just raising Jesus from the dead. That was no big deal for God. This is claiming his dominance and his kingship over every dominion, every principality, every cosmic power. God is establishing himself as the authority, the king. He is above all these things. And so as we understand this, our king is legitimately the king over everyone and everything. And the resurrection and the empty tomb is not just that Jesus is alive, although significant that is, but it is a verification that God is over all things, all principalities, all powers. And so we are ambassadors for God, but we're empowered by the king. We're empowered by his spirit. We don't do this on our own. I want to tell you something. God never asked you to live the Christian life. He never once asked you to live the Christian life because we can't do it. We're broken. We're fragile. We can try it. We can sweat it. We can will it, but it won't happen. We cannot live the Christian life. But the empty tomb is a reminder, an image, a picture of how God was going to empower his people without Jesus being there physically. He was going to empower us by his spirit that took up his home within us. And that's the significance. You know, Paul said, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with this power of God within me because there's a struggle between the human and the divine. And there needs to be humility and obedience to the spirit. We can't just abuse God's power or get drunk on it, but we need to have obedience and humility. What would it look like if I was to represent God to people? What would it look like if you were to represent God to your family and friends and your neighbours and your workmates? What would it look like? Well, they need to see more than me. Because even on a good day, I'm not that good. 
See, there's this battle within me. Like Paul said, it's a struggle. And so if my purpose, if your purpose is to represent God, if your purpose is to usher into his kingdom, we need to have something that enables us to do that because I can't do it in my own strength. And that's the picture of the empty tomb. That's how God empowers us. That's God gives us the sense where something impossible becomes possible. I cannot live the Christian life. I cannot represent God. I cannot bring heaven down to earth. There's nothing in me that can do that. But God, by his spirit that lives in and through me, enables me, empowers me, so the impossible becomes possible. Many of you know that I have an interest in cars. Uh, I particularly have an interest in fast cars. I only accelerate to the speed limit, Paul Taylor. I never go over it, but I like fast cars. And so I've often been to the drags uh, or very racing courses and things, and I enjoy watching fast cars. One of the things that they do is they get an old car, normally a small car, and they put a brand new, big, powerful engine under the bonnet. Most times it's through the bonnet. It's so big. So big old car, small car, sorry, with this great big engine. You see, when it came out of the factory... Uh, those little four-cylinder cars were pretty boring and powerless. Sorry, you Toyota Corolla and Mazda 3 people. But they're pretty boring. They didn't have a lot of power. They get you there, but that's about it. But when they take hold of this big, new, powerful engine, they put it in the bonnet, it transforms that car. You should see them go. This is the empty tomb. This is God's secret. As we look into the empty tomb, we understand that Jesus isn't there. His spirit has been given to us. We've been empowered with his spirit. There's this spirit of enabling where we can do those things. If we look at the empty tomb and we just think that God was raising Jesus from the dead, we're missing out. He raised Jesus from the dead, but he raised him because of the plan that he had, his purpose. He was establishing himself over the whole uh, whole world. He was establishing his kingdom above every other kingdom. And he was saying, I am king. I am in charge. And what I say goes. And there's a sense where we have to believe that and trust it and rest in the fact that he's able to live his life through us. We are able to be God to people. I'm able to forgive. I'm able to be kind. I'm able to be generous. I don't have to gossip. I don't have to judge. I can do wonderful, gracious things, not because of my own spirit, but because of the spirit of Christ who's in me. And so God just didn't raise Jesus from the dead. He enacted a transition in life. History was never the same. When Jesus was raised from the dead and the tomb was empty, he empowered his people, he empowered you. He empowered me. That's the message of the empty tomb. We are now able to do that which we could never do in the past. The power is like the working of mighty strength which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion. So the empty tomb reminds us that our king is the king over all creation. Every dominion, every principality, every form of evil, every power that exists in the cosmos, God is the king and rules over all those things. How good is that? But the other good thing about the empty tomb is it's a reminder to you and me, we can do this. 
We don't have to hide. We don't have to be beaten. We don't have to be discouraged. We don't have to be filled with guilt and duty being religious. We don't will it to happen. But if we allow God's spirit to empower us, we are able to be his ambassadors. We are able to be uh, bringing in the nature of God and usher in his kingdom. And this is something that we can get excited about. What we are called to do, we have been empowered to do. What God has called us to do to usher in his kingdom, he has empowered us. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be the head over everything, the church, which is the body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Do you know while you and I are on this earth and we're waiting to go to heaven, we just don't occupy space, we just don't breathe in our masks, we're just not waiting around, but we find the fullness of life that Jesus brings. Jesus fills everything. There's no gaps, there's nothing missing. There's no missing spots. But Jesus is able to fill everything. Every anxiety we have, every disappointment, every frustration. If you're trying to live the Christian life and it's not working for you, give up, stop it. You weren't asked to live the Christian life. But Jesus is everything that you need. He enables us by his spirit. You realize he can speak through me. My words don't have to be that of a broken person, but I can usher the words of Christ to people. Words of forgiveness, words of hope, words of kindness and mercy and grace. My hands don't have to be my hands. They can be physically used to help and protect and care for people. I can be what God asked me to be. And when we understand our purpose, it's not to be religious. It's not to be hard workers. It's not to be living under duty. But our single purpose is this, that we would represent God on earth. When people look at the church, they see the kingdom of God in operation. That's all that we're meant to do. And do you know what? The empty tomb means that you and I can do it. We can because he's enabled us. I know Jesus is no longer physically present, but his spirit lives within each of us and empowers us so that we can do these things. So I want us today to look at the empty tomb through the eyes of the kingdom. Because if we look at the empty tomb as only Jesus being raised from the dead so our sin could be forgiven, so we go to heaven, we're missing out. Yes, Jesus was raised from the dead. And yes, that was to validate all the promises that Jesus made. God said, that's a full stop. Yes, I confirm it. Everything that Jesus said is valid. But he just didn't raise Jesus from the dead for the forgiveness of sin. He raised Jesus from the dead to empower us that we can live the life that we can't in our own strength, that we could usher in the kingdom, that we could be Christ to people, that we could represent the nature of God. How good is that? So we need to be excited. And so this morning, I want you to join John and Peter and Mary, and I want you to go into the tomb and have a good look around. I want you to see that Jesus is not there. He is risen. He is alive. But please, just don't stop at having your sin forgiven. Understand that God has also empowered you for what he's called you to do, to usher in his kingdom in this present evil age. How good is that? Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for the life that you've given us. We understand that the first Adam destroyed your purpose, but the second Adam restored it. 
And so just as Jesus lives, so we live. We have eternal life in him. But God, I pray today that we wouldn't just think it's about a home in heaven. I pray that we wouldn't be just thinking about what the inheritance is in the future. But I pray today we'd think about the inheritance that we have right now. The inheritance of your spirit, of your power. As Christ has made his home within each of us. And Father God, I pray that if our purpose has been distorted or we've been distracted, God, forgive us if we're religious people, keeping the rules, the duty. Forgive us, Lord, if we look good on the outside but we're struggling on the inside. God, forgive us if we've given up because it's too hard and it's too confusing. I pray this morning that we'd simply walk into the tomb and realise Jesus is alive. But not just that our sin is forgiven. That's significant, obviously but that you have given us life and you have given us power. Would you respond this morning? And would you think about your Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday, not Sunday. Would you think about your Monday to Saturday? And would you see God handing over the responsibility of establishing his kingdom and giving it to you? That's your purpose to represent the nature of God wherever you are, Monday to Saturday. And rather than being overwhelmed and rather than saying, I can't do it, it's too hard, rather than being disappointed and discouraged, help us to understand that Easter Sunday is about God empowering his people and empowering them for his purpose. How good is that? Do you make your response that the power of God would live in and through us when we're at work with our neighbours and friends, with our family, wherever we are, that the power of God would be invested in us and through us. We're going to sing King of Kings again as we just recognise God's greatness and his goodness and his power and the significance of of the empty tomb. Would you stand as we sing? King of Kings. darkness we were waiting with our hope with our light till from heaven you came running there was mercy in your eyes to fulfill the law and prophets to a virgin came the word from a throne of endless glory to a cradle in the dirt Spirit three in one God of glory majesty oh praise forever to the King of Kings 
kingdom coming and to reconcile the lost to redeem the whole creation you did not despise the cross for even in your suffering you saw to the other side knowing this was our salvation Jesus for our sake you died tomb empowers us. Jesus lives. And rather than being religious or playing church or complicating what was meant to be simple, may we have a very simple vision to establish and usher in God's kingdom. What a glorious day. What a glorious day it was when Jesus rose from the dead. What a glorious day that you and I now have as we represent him. So when Jesus prayed, Lord, as it, is on, as it is in heaven, let it be on earth. We're a part of that plan. We're part of that purpose. The cross wasn't a mistake. It was God's plan so that we could be empowered, so that we could live 
in this glorious day. God, help us to sing and help us to be excited. Help us to be rejoicing in the fact that you've given us everything that we need. With Jesus, there's no gaps, there's no shortcomings, no missing bits. Jesus is everything and in everything. Let us enjoy the power of this glorious day. May God bless you each in Jesus' name. Amen.